All right, the Rants cast. Good morning. Now we're <laughs> we're jumping all over the place. We're back on the NDP platform platformology. We are reading the section entitled. So what about the sound here? Yikes! We are back. Test test. Okay. So fighting poverty. We owe it to each other and to ourselves to end poverty, especially child poverty. We want a province where every Ontarian can live with dignity and optimism. But over the last 20 years, governments have allowed poverty to deepen. Too often, they've ignored the root causes and failed to take basic steps to address poverty. Conservative and liberal governments froze or cut social assistance programs, childcare, affordable housing, and the services that help people get out of poverty and get into the middle class. Our change for the better. Throughout this platform, you'll find commitments that we have that will have a direct impact in reducing poverty, such as our 10-year investment to build 65,000 units of affordable housing and 30,000 units of supportive housing over the next 10 years. Our universal pharmacare plan, a drug plan that covers everyone. Our dental care for everyone plan. We endorse the provincial income security roadmap for change reports. and its findings we will work with income security reform working group first nations income security reform working group and ermed indigenous table on income security reform to achieve the objectives laid out in the roadmap the rules governing social assistance are complicated and often punitive the focus of the social assistance system should be helping people overcome barriers get out of poverty and participate in society Social assistance should be based on trust, working together, and solving problems. According to the recommendation made in the roadmap, we will begin by establishing a new flat rate structure that is simple and fair. Based on the advice of the working group, people receiving Ontario Works will, re- will receive increases of 10%, 7%, and 5%, while people receiving support on the Ontario Disability Support Program. We'll see annual increases of five percent. Future increases will be based on income adequacy and set by an independent panel. We will continue Ontario's basic income pilot and evaluate its outcomes. We endorse the call to develop a minimum income standard over the next decade that will lift people out of poverty. We are committed to making jobs better by increasing the minimum wage to fifteen dollars before indexing it to inflation, making it easier for people to join a union. making workplaces safer and building an economy focused on people. So this weekend has probably been the first weekend where maybe it's because of the summer season that has really kind of kickstarted maybe it's a new month the weather's better and so on and so forth it's definitely a season of increased or at least a weekend of increased socialization and you know quote unquote functions and quote unquote social gatherings and quote unquote events and so on so going to that Atlantis lecture was probably one of the 
first of all, it was a short lecture. I was expecting like a two, three hour thing. But it was a very short one hour uh, scenario. Turns out that they have some sort of like, maybe it's a meditation meeting a few streets away from me. So uh, while I'm not necessarily the most new age of of people, (laughs) I'm going to check it out because I mean, why not, right? It's like creating a fun reality for oneself outside of the, or within one's immediate environment. I talk about this a lot. It's like, yes, getting out of town is great, but while in town and while dealing with the day-to-day situations, creating a, um, a life for oneself that is revolving around just straight up whether it's learning, whether it's, you know, quote unquote, healthy socialization, whether it's just normal things that aren't necessarily tied to booze and drugionis and so on. It's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta rediscover what it's like to be almost like a teen, like pre, pre, um, addictions but more specifically it's like I guess it's not really a teen thing it's just a functioning adult thing you know what I mean and also not really I think this is probably the first weekend I didn't work as such you know what I mean um, I didn't really work at all this weekend <laughs> which is it's like, oh yeah the world of normal people you know what I mean the world of people that uh, maybe necessarily f- function on a conventional schedule. Uh, you know, it's nice out. There are events throughout the city. Like t- like today, there's a there's an event. It's some fundraiser. I think it's going to be like a swanky, quote unquote, swanky kind of a a thing downtown. Uh, it's going to be like. I think it's like there's going to be a jazz music. It's going to be like a harpist and maybe a bassist. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Even though I've known about this thing for weeks, I haven't actually dug into it because originally I was kind of like, ah. And you've heard this on this rantcast before. It's like social anxiety slash being in one's own zone. But then over the past, and this is directly tied to the crisis prevention thing I'm like okay it's time to seek the world outside oneself a bit more Uh, and then you know just just day after day taking a break from work and just doing normal things that normal people do Uh, I'm going to be reporting in from well I guess I've I've been assigned as the dedicated quote unquote photographer for this thing which in the photography for these sorts of events amounts to more than an action cam and maybe the iPhone. And if the action cam becomes too much to deal with, I'm just going to straight up use the iPhone. Um, but I mean, it's a little fundraiser. They don't have one of these. They don't have a dedicated um, media person or photographer. So I'm like, you know what? Th- this is also some. This is somewhat of a. A propish kind of a crutch kind of a thing. It's like 
it's going to be a situation I don't know. Let me put, at least position myself as something different than just an event goer. So that, you know, <laughs> it makes me a little bit more interesting. And it's also like trying to network too, right? Like these events have, these, this is going to be a, I know you shouldn't be looking at things like, like this, but this is like a baller kind of an, an event. So there's people there that need, <laughs> that are like, that are going to be paying for it, you know. If there's, what, what I'm getting at is if there's clients there, I should be prepared for that. Random business cards, but that doesn't matter. There's always still something called the internet, right? So, um, I'm going to, yeah, bring the action cam, bring a backup battery, bring the phone fully charged. And then there's another, there's another family thing too, which involves um, a real elderly family member uh, who's kind of in some ways been. You know, some people, when they get to a certain age, their kids basically, like, I want to say write them off, but it's more than that. It's like, it's the culture of, it's the North American culture of put somebody in a home quick. Now, this is a, this is a first world luxury, right? Like, we have the ability to, we have these facilities and services and homes that take care of the elderly. So we can't really ignore that. But uh, in some cases, like in this case, it was specifically like, you know, there were two kids, one died. The one that was more of a quote-unquote, like, the one that was more quote-unquote caring for the parent died a few years ago. And then the one that's remaining isn't as interested in being perceived as the good (laughs) child. So they kind of took it upon themselves to really deal with all the legal shit and then put this person, this particular family member in a home. It's a great uncle. So uh, he's going to be visited today. He's kind of almost too, so far gone that probably won't even have a clue. But you go, you check it out. And I think at some point there's a go and you check it out. <laughs> I'm trying to like change the topic real quick. You know, it's it's one of those things, going to see the elderly, it's one of those homes where it's the last stop, really, for many people. Like, many, nobody there is going to get out of this place. Like, that's the end of it. Um, and there's this always this overarching feeling when you go to a home-ish kind of a scenario and then you're like, oh, boy. You know, life is long, but then it comes to an end, right? And uh, I know that's very Captain Obvious, but... I think going to these homes puts things in perspective, definitely for a younger person. You're like, you want to make sure that all your all your affairs are in order or that you definitely, you know, live to your fullest life if possible, you know. In any case, it's more calisthenics time. I know that I was, this, this particular episode started off with me narrating part of, um, I haven't even re-listened to this. I just picked up and started recording. I think this is the, yeah, it's the, it's the crime section of the NDP platform. Um, I'm not, I'm not encouraging y'all to vote. Even if, if, if anybody from <laughs> listens to this is from Ontario, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I don't really care how you vote. I'm just, I'm just reading the parts of the platform that are interesting to me. Um, because again, part of this is also like. I think, I think 
naturally we gravitate and focus more on the federal elections when we probably have more of a, a dog in the fight of local provincial or oh yeah so <laughs> sorry so this was interesting so Kathleen Wynne already conceded defeat and the election hasn't even happened yet that let's read this hold on a second We're going to get into this right here. This, this, here we go. Oh. Well, Toys R Us headquarters sells everything, including Jeffrey the Giraffe. Let me see Kathleen win here. 220 tweets in the last hour. Kathleen Wynn concedes liberals will lose provincial election. This is from McLean's.ca. Kathleen Wynn says... She won't be Ontario Premier, urges voters to ensure an NDP or PC minority government. The Ontario leader said she won't be Premier after the June 7th election. It's not going to be a Liberal government. An emotional Ontario Premier Kathleen Kathleen Wynne acknowledged not only that the election is lost, but that she won't be Premier after June 7th and encouraged voters to ensure an NDP or PC minority government on Saturday. It's not going to be a Liberal government, she told reporters in Toronto. There's a strong appetite for change, for a change in government. And that's what we're dealing with. On the verge of tears, the Premier said that the Liberals wouldn't be able to form the government after the election and that she wasn't going to pretend it wasn't hard. I believe we had a good shot at this. I stand by the plan we put forward, she said. The worry for the party is that the Liberals could lose official party status, with some polls suggesting the Liberals could win fewer than the required eight seats. Wynne said she made Saturday's announcement because it would free up voters to think strategically riding by riding. When asked who was the better choice for Ontarians, she wouldn't endorse either of her main opponents, NDP leader Andrea Horvath or PC leader Doug Ford. That's going to sort itself out. People are going to make that decision. It's going to be one or the other, and let's make sure that there are enough liberals there that there isn't a blank check that there's a check on the majority government. In reaction to Wynne's statements, Horvath urged people not to vote for the Liberals, saying it won't lead to a minority government, but to a PC majority. Her request today for a minority government is a demand that she, that she be allowed to continue to hold the power at Queen's Park, something voters have already rejected, said, Horvath said in a statement. Now, a vote for Kathleen win and the vote for Doug Ford mean the same thing. Let's not go from bad to worse. PC leader Ford had little to say in reaction to Wynn's statement and only said this election was about to change and people are fed up. It's hard because I know there are liberals who believe in us. Some of them are going to be mad and saying, Kathleen, why are you doing this? Why are you saying this? Despite feeling that she did really well in the debate, she admitted that wasn't going to turn the tide. The Premier said she will continue to run in her riding of Don Valley West, but wouldn't say whether she'd stay on a, as party leader following Thursday's vote. Wynne also said she'd still be on the campaign trail advocating for candidates in local elections through until the last vote is cast. Uh, here's her full statement. And then I'm not going to read the finished here. Okay, let me just read the, the rest here. Recent polling has shown that her popularity has plummeted in the past several weeks, which has made the election a neck-and-neck neck race between Horvath and Ford. This is, this is her full statement, Wynn's full statement. We're in the home stretch of this election campaign, and I just wanted to say a few words about what lies ahead in my perspective on the decision 
left to voters. On June 7th, voters will elect a new government. I don't know who voters will choose, but I'm pretty sure that it won't be me. After Thursday, I will no longer be Ontario's premier. And I'm okay with that. Because, as I've said many times before, it's not about me. It's about the people of this province. It's about their well-being and their futures. It's about their jobs, not my job. As premier, I've tried to dedicate myself to fighting for those people. For the single mother struggling to raise a family while living on the minimum wage. For the student who's earned the grades to go to university, but whose family hasn't earned quite enough to cover tuition. For the dad in the 905 who has to drive an hour stuck in traffic each day, both ways. For whom expanded GO train service makes all the difference. For the adult daughter who does all she can to care for her aging parents while she also scrambles to find safe, affordable childcare for her own toddler. And for the countless other families working hard, contributing so much to our communities, and counting on government to make their lives just a little bit easier, their load just a little bit lighter, their futures just a little bit brighter. Here in Ontario, we live in the, pa- in the best place in the world. I love this province. I love its people. And even if I won't be leading the province as premier, I care deeply about how it will be led. After a few weeks on the campaign trail, and with just a few days before people cast their votes, Here's my take on what we're, on where we're at. People want change, but by and large, they are confident about where Ontario stands and where Ontario's headed. For this reason, many voters are worried about handing a blank check to either Doug Ford or the NDP. With a majority government, Doug Ford... I'm not going to get too far into this. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> sorry for... Sorry. So it comes down to this. Voters are going to pick a new premier, but they're generally worried about giving that person... Whether well, it's Doug Ford or the NDP, too much power. Okay, hold on a second. With the majority government, Doug Ford would have would have too free a hand of the comfort of most people. They don't trust his judgment. They don't trust the choices he would make. This is a man who was only too happy to open up the green belt to condo development until he was caught out who mused about selling cannabis in corner stores where our kids shop. This is a man who promised to cut $40 billion out of government services and pretends it can be done without costing a single job or harming our hospitals or our schools. This is a man who has defended candidates who speak ill of each other, of others, who smear people because of their religion or gender or sexual orientation. I don't believe this is a man that people want to hand Ontario over to without putting him on the shortest of short leashes. And the sentiment towards the NDP is much the same. People worry about what will happen to our economy if the NDP take power and form a majority government with nothing to hold them back. People worry that the NDP will raise taxes on small businesses, that they will take unemployment higher and job creation lower. They will permit strikes to carry on, like they have at York University, even after after all hope of a negotiated settlement has been exhausted. People worry that the NDP will approach the responsibility of running Ontario's economy with a plan that is risky and unrealistic. So, with a few days left, my message is this. A vote for the Liberal Party is a vote to keep the next government in check. A vote for the Liberal Party is your best bet to make sure that the government, the next government is not a majority government. And that the next government is held to accountable voters. So, for the next few days, I will campaign hard to elect as many Liberals as possible. We will fight for our values, for a practical approach, and for a government that will be kept from extremes and forced towards a better balance. 
for the people of this province. We have a terrific team of local candidates. They deserve your support. They will fight for your votes, and I will vote for them. Thank you. It's Kathleen Wynn conceding defeat. One less than a week away from the actual election and its results. Here's a tweet from NDP Grassroots. Kathleen Wynne basically saying that first past the post majority governments are only okay when they are liberal when they are liberal majorities. Okay, I'm not. She had no problem four years ago campaigning for a liberal majority to give the libs a blank check, but now it's not okay because different parties hashtag cynical. CBC Fresh Air. Surprising news from Kathleen Wynne yesterday. Does this give you pause? Will it affect how you plan to vote? Hashtag Owen Polly. Hmm. Well, there you go. Very interesting um, time in Ontario politics. Maybe changes come, maybe not. Uh, I encourage, maybe, I mean, everybody is entitled to either vote or not to vote. Uh, again, I did the advanced voting last week. Yeah, last Wednesday. Um, you guys already know how I <laughs> based on what I'm reading here. <laughs> it's like it's funny when I was when I was um like I was kind of keeping it under wraps a bit last week. What I mean, uh, clearly you can tell how I voted at this point. Even and even though, even though I often preach a kind of do for self philosophy on this show, you know, in my mind. My own personal progress is on me. Um, whether it's a, regardless of whether there's federal elections, municipal or provincial going on, but to be part of the process, right? To have the freedom to be part of the process. Like I was driving down Alta Vista um, the other day, and by the other day I mean yesterday, <laughs> and it was interesting the freedom we have in Canada to to profess our political affiliations without actually having to fear backlash you can see households of um people um, hold on am i okay I saw, you, you see households after household liberal ndp ndp liberal liberal conservative 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 and little to no animosity between neighbors neighbors hanging out on their on both their front steps vibing out you know we have that freedom here so we should we shouldn't take it for granted anyway hold up i'm gonna be back <laughs> peace <laughs>